all along the way of getting better is going to be a series of those stuck points, those points in your life where you have to actually go back to your why of why, why do you want to change? What goal are you striving for? And, and why are you doing this? That's a, that's a part of the growth strategy. And sometimes it feels like we're taking 400 steps back and only one step forward. And sometimes it feels like we're just leaping off a cliff and really hoping that we get to fly. So at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I know that in previous episodes I've asked this same question, but I really need help. I need your help and you can really help me. It costs nothing and it takes 30 seconds of your time. If you could log on to Apple Podcast and write a review for this podcast, it would really help me reach more people and do exactly what I want to do with my future. It would help me out so much and I would actually get feedback on what I'm doing, whether you like it or not. Um, please leave a review and I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Naturopathic Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway. Are you tired of going to the doctor and finding no answers? Well, it's time for you to grab a pen and paper and a cup of tea while I change your mindset about medicine. As a naturopathic physician, I aim to embrace the principle of docere, which is Latin for to teach, which is my exact desire for this podcast is to teach you more about your body and about health. But none of this should be considered advice specifically medical advice, any and all health decisions should be done with your personal physician. Um, I wanted to talk about this feeling of being stuck. Um, you know, in a lot of health conditions, we have a lot of places where we can feel like we're just not getting anywhere. We're not really seeing improvements. Either we feel this resistance to finding a diagnosis because it's really hard to get the test done that you need to get done, or there's this resistance to making the changes that you want to make. And all along the way of getting better is going to be a series of those stuck points, those points in your life where you have to actually go back to your why of why, why do you want to change? What goal are you striving for? And and why are you doing this? That's a, that's a part of the growth strategy. And sometimes it feels like we're taking 400 steps back and only one step forward. And sometimes it feels like we're just leaping off a cliff and really hoping that we get to fly. Um, but I had this little incident this past week. I struggle with depression, as I've said in a couple of the podcasts. I struggle a lot with mental health and clarity and self-esteem issues. It's something that has been... in totally amplified by becoming a parent. And I noticed that I was messaging my husband and my husband and I were having this discussion and he was kind of telling me in a very constructive way of like, Kaylin, you keep going through this same cycle of feeling stuck. Like you, you go through the cycle and he explained to me in our conversations, like, you know, I feel like you keep coming to me at this point in your journey and I keep telling you the same thing of what to do and you don't get like you don't you either don't follow through because you can't or you don't want to follow through and then you go do like some sort of catch up and then you come right back to me and I feel like I feel like it's not beneficial for you to keep doing this and I took that and internalized it and was like oh my gosh he's totally right I do have a cycle of only coming him to help for help which is not not healthy and then also, I do have this undertone, 
with my husband and with everybody. Like, I, I don't think this is just like, I feel like in our society, it's almost, um, there's like two opposite spectrums. You either are totally expected to be positive all the time and have this like expectation of feeling super good all the time. Or you have this expectation that you are honest and vulnerable all the time. And I have ADHD, so I do know I overshare. I do overshare with a lot of things. But I wanted to get to this point. I noticed that in terms of acceptance and resistance, which I talked about in a previous episode, I think episode three, that I personally resist feeling good. I resist telling people that I had a positive experience. Like, it's almost like I have this, like, cushion around myself of, like, oh, but it's not all bad. Or, 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 no, that's the opposite of what I mean. It's not all good. Like, even if I, so I started a new job this week, and I was messaging my husband, and my first instinct was, like, I need to tell him how good it was because, you know, it actually ended up being great, and I feel like I'm going to be supported, and there's some things that I don't love, but there's some things that I really do love, and it may not be forever, but it is an amazing fit for our family right now, and I'm so excited. And my first reaction when he responded, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to hear that you're happy. I'm so excited to hear that you're happy with where you're at. And my first gut instinct was, oh, but it's not all that good. That's the first thing my brain wanted to do was like start to mention all the things that I didn't like because I didn't want him to think like, oh, I'm happy. And, and my instinct there was like, what in the world is that? Like, where does that come from? Where does that come from? Why do I want my husband to think that I'm not happy? Like, why, why is it that I can never have what I want? <coughs> and when I think about it, excuse my coughs. When I think about it, I want things to be absolutely perfect before I say that I'm happy. And it comes from a childhood of, I had a really great childhood. It's not as if I'm saying this in a negative way, but there's always ways I could improve. There's always been a goal to go towards. So when I was a child, I worked as a dancer and I, and I really do say worked because I worked my butt off doing dance. Like I would dance two hours a day, five days a week. Sometimes on the on Saturdays I would go like, I loved it, but I worked really hard. And no matter what in dance, there's always a strive for per perfection. There's a strive to be perfect, to have the perfect body, to have the perfect technique, to have the perfect flair of character and personality. Um, and that sort of thing has always been a reflection in my life of there's, it's never enough. There's always another goal to work towards. There's always another thing to achieve to. There's always another thing to get better at. And that's a great thing in terms of progress, in terms of goal setting, and in terms of productivity. That's wonderful. But there is also something that never was taught to me in that moment of, hey, you can be happy that today you were able to do a pirouette. You don't have to worry about being able to do a double or a triple, which is where you like spin twice or three times. You could just be happy that you're happy today. You can just let everybody know, 
I had a good day at dance. Or I had a good day at work. My first day at work was good. And that feels weird. And part of that's because of the trauma that I've been through with medical school and the traumas I've been through the last eight yes. years with when family I left the and school my son in Arizona. I just was that, able that, to have a rethink ideology. of what I actually and I, want. And I don't I remember think that is just specific to a dance background. Talking today, I think multiple especially times. in the U.S. culture, I just want to be. We're always trying to strive. I don't want to have to run my ideology own of perfection. I don't want to have to do. Marketing. And we're never. I don't want to have to do all the business stuff. I just want someone to hire me, and pay me a decent wage. That's all I want. And when I look at myself right now, I have that. I've, I've been hired. I've been given a generous wage. I have a lot of freedom. I have a lot of ability to work with people. I'm getting a lot of time with patients. I have the ability to actually get to root causes. I have a huge medicinary. I have the ability to work with like laser and cold laser and I can send people to hyperbaric chambers that I could like, there's all these toys that I could play with here and I don't have to run a business. I actually created the life that I was wanting a few years ago. And I still, even still, find myself texting my husband all the things that I don't have yet. And people do this on their health journey of like, I see it all the time. Patients come in, there are light years better than where they were, but they're not where they want to be. And so they get frustrated. And so you have to just sit there and go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're looking at where we want to go in this ideal world and you're not taking pride and gratitude in where you have come, what you have done. And it's okay to be happy with progress and it's okay to like that you are where you wanted to be and not where you want to be. <coughs> you don't have to be at the end goal today. In fact, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That end goal never ends. I remember like a couple nights ago, I was telling Dane that this like epiphany when I was falling asleep. I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I want this feeling. This like feeling of like, oh, it's not right. It's like not where I want to be. I'm not to that success point. You know, I don't have this podcast with amazing amounts of followers. I don't have this job that like gets me to do the exact thing that I want to do like this. I don't have uh, my own business that is breaking in a million customers a day. Like I don't have all these things like these, there's these ideas of success that are part of where I want to go and I'm not there yet. And so I sit there thinking like, Oh, I don't like, and then I remembered this is the journey, this feeling is the feeling of trying to strive for the next level. And if you are always striving for the next thing, this is the feeling that you will always feel. This resistance to, the, to right now. The resistance to feeling okay in this moment today. So whether that means your mental emotional health, whether that means using changing your diet or changing a health pattern that you've been through, whether that means you're going through surgery and you're changing a huge physiologic process of your body, whether you're making decisions about your health care in terms of how you want to take action, no matter where you're at and if you're in that stuck moment of like, 
oh my gosh, I'm not to where I want to be. Take a moment, take a pause and look at yourself and go, is this what I want to feel like? Number one, journal on that. Is this how I want to feel? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, how do you want to feel? The second thing I want you to journal is where did I want to be if I was going to talk to myself five years ago? Where did I want to be? Because <coughs> I guarantee you that the person that you wanted to be five years ago is very similar to the person that you are now unless your actions did not meet your aspirations. Most of the time, if your actions matched your aspirations, then your, your life is probably something that you asked for. Probably. I can tell you that that has always been the case for me, and I knew numerous people that have felt that way. That is why people talk about manifesting. It's because your actions towards a goal are what make the goal appear. Your desire and your ability to believe that it is possible allows for the actions that lead to something happening. And so, what were you asking for? And is it a fraction, a part, all of, some of what you wanted? And then the third thing is, how has my desire for my future changed? And where do I actually want to go? And do my actions right now match up with that? Now, the last thing I will say is that I read this book, and it's a lot of people have talked about this book. It's a business book, but I also think it's a life book as well. Um, the Gap and the Game. And this is kind of the concept I've been talking about in this whole podcast is that you always want to look at, at the, the human instinct is to look at getting better because if you think about evolutionarily, getting better is what keeps you alive. Staying in the status quo, staying where you are, is not what would help with survival. But if you're always looking at where you want to go, sometimes you will never see how far you've come. You'll never see how far you could go because you have not seen how far you have gone. You have to look at where you're at from a perspective of growth and you have to celebrate and be happy with the progress that you've made. And that means sometimes you have to find a way to be grateful for the moments that you don't feel grateful for. When I was pregnant with my son, I had eight weeks of pre-prodromal labor, meaning I was having contractions Every four, four minutes, every four minutes, painful, consistent, nonstop contractions for four, every four minutes for eight weeks. I had tried every single option on the market to get those contractions to stop or be less painful. None of it worked. The only thing that worked was me taking medication to help me sleep at night and multiple trips to labor and delivery because I thought, oh my gosh, this cannot be a false alarm again. Now, I remember people telling me every single time, this is temporary. This is temporary. 
you will not feel like this forever. This is temporary. And I wanted to maim literally everybody that said that. I think that the ultrasound tech at the, not the ultrasound tech, I think the person that did the non-stress tests at <laughs> my gynecology office knew that I did not like her because she would always tell me, no, you want him to wait a couple more weeks. No, you want him to wait a couple more weeks. And I would just look at her and just be like, I want to kill you. I shouldn't say that on a podcast. Like I would, I, but I was a hormonal woman in pain, in a lot of pain. So I've been there in that moment of you want me to be happy with where I'm at. You want me to be happy that my son is causing me misery when I know that he would be fine, and I say that in quotes, if he was born today, the only reason why I'm forced to carry this pregnancy until 39 weeks and five days, which is when they could, earliest they could schedule the C-section, the only reason that I'm able to do that was because I... The only reason why they were only only reason why they had to wait for that section um, was that my insurance wouldn't pay for it otherwise, and I remember just thinking like, this is this is I this is misery, this is this is absolute misery. You're gonna tell me that it's good for me and it's healthy and it's like this is okay and like you just you just gotta hold on. And I remember thinking like, this is such crap. And my husband was so angry because he could see how upset he was. You could see how upset I was. You could see how much pain I was in. And I remember the feelings of, like, just being so over it. But you know what? It all was how it was supposed to be. And now I look back at that time and I think, do I ever want to go through it again? No. But I needed those moments to get my mental health in line so that postpartum was a literal walk in the cake for me. It was like the best time of my life. It was exhausting, but nowhere near ex as exhausting as being in pain. And I don't think that anybody with a chronic illness is automatically going to have the experience of someone going into postpartum. But the, that moment of helplessness that I felt in that moment... I still was able to look at my life and go, my, my child is moving. He has a heartbeat. Every time I've gone to the hospital, hoping that he finally gets to hug me, he's been healthy, happy. We haven't had any scares. There's been zero issues other than he has club feet, which is totally curable. I don't want to say treatable is probably the word I would say. Um, yeah, there's no, like, there's no issue with that. So I had all these things that even in the midst of agony, even in the midst of exhaustion, even in the midst of being in a state where I felt the most unhealthy I'd ever been, I was blessed. I had something to be thankful for. And not only that, my body had done an amazing job of keeping a human alive not just keeping him alive, creating a human. And so when I looked at myself from a, a, a series of, of a gain, if I looked at myself for what I had done, I had something to be thankful for. Now, I was not happy, 
I did not like my contractions, and I really did not want to be pregnant anymore. I want to be clear. When I say be grateful, when I say look at your progress, zero of that is saying that you have to be a happy, perfect little poster child for your illness and be like, I'm doing amazing, and like lie. That's not authentic. That's not true. But you do have to take an inventory, and you do have to be grateful for what you have done and the blessings you do have, or you won't be able to move forward. You won't be able to keep going. And I was able to keep going because I knew there was a ed there was a end deadline, so that was made it easier. But then also I knew that if I held on longer, he would have a better opportunity. If I did this, he would be better. And I try in my life right now to make the effort to say, guess what? I'm worth that as well. Who I am is worth that commitment as well. So if I stick with all the things I want to do for my health, guess what? I will see the benefit tomorrow. And I don't have to like it today. I do not have to like going to the gym. I do not have to like eating broccoli and, and chicken. I don't. I do not have to like portioning out my ice cream. I don't. I don't have to like it. But I do have to give myself the ability that tomorrow I'm going to be worth it. My body tomorrow is worth the sacrifice I'm making today. Myself is worth the sacrifice I'm making to my ego by going to this specialist. I am worth the sacrifices I make today. And I am thankful for the sacrifices and the grit and the hard work that I put in yesterday. Because it provides me with the things I did today. And I hope this gives you a, this is kind of a rant that I went on and I didn't mean to have it be this long of an episode, but I hope this gives you some sort of feeling of when you get stuck in a place in your diag in, in your diagnosis or in your, in your, anywhere in your life, <laughs> I was going to say career, but in your diagnosis, in your care, in any part of your life, that you have to look at where you've come from. And you have to look at where you're going and if the direction you're going is where you want to be. And I really hope this is helpful. If it is, send me an email, thenaturopathicdoc at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. If you have any other questions, feel free to email me there. And I really hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Naturopathic Doc Podcast. I hope you found today's episode helpful and informative. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help us reach more listeners and continue to provide valuable content to our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like to see covered on the show, please feel free to email us at thenaturopathicdoc at gmail.com. Or till next time, be kind to yourself and your body, and remember that you hold the power to your health dreams. Thank you for listening to the Naturopathic Doc Podcast.